Hey guys, welcome back to the Your Fielder's Choice podcast. My name is Chris. Um, we have a special guest in this podcast for you today. Today we're going to be talking about the Xfinity and the Cup Series NASCAR races this weekend, and I'm bringing on a VIP um, sub at our, our site. Um, Eric, how are you doing today? Hey, Chris, I'm doing great. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on today. It's uh, going to be fun to talk about NASCAR. You and I kind of started talking about NASCAR about a year ago, I'd say it was, and kind of kicked off our friendship there. We've been talking about it ever Dive into these yeah, yeah, races. We, yeah, yeah, we, we chat NASCAR um, pretty much all weekend, and we're going over plays and diving in who's good and who's not. And so we decided that let's let's turn this into a podcast and get other guys excited about these races, and um, hopefully people can make some money on uh, listening to us. So. Yeah, diving dive into our third race here. The first two races have really been, you know, somewhat out of the box. You know, you and I talk each week about who we think is going to win, and we got a pool of about, what I say, six or seven drivers we think is going to win. And and I have to say that Christopher Bell and Michael McDowell have never been in that. No, no, I, I didn't. I didn't think I'd see either one of those two win um, the last two races. So that's what makes NASCAR fun is that you can see. Um, different guys win each week. Um, so, so let's, let's, let's dive into this week. Yeah. So it looks like we're on to uh homestead in Miami from what I always hear. This is a, a mile and a half that just eats up the tires. Yes. Tires are very important here. Um, I'm not positive on the amount of laps you're going to get out of them, but as, as the longer the green flag is, is waving, the less the tires are going to be performing well and the guys who have newer tires are going to churn the fast laps. So this is a very hard race to predict fast laps because let's say someone cuts a tire, has to pit early in the stage, <clears throat> they come back out, they might be down a lap or two, but they're going to be pumping out fast laps because they got fresher tires. So that's something to keep in the back of the mind. Um, last year, I think there was something like 18 cars in the on the lead lap come the end of the race. So there are going to be it's not as optimal this week, but you know, we'll we'll dive into it right now and I think let's let's get into that Xfinity series. Yeah, sure. So Xfinity it looks like we got 167 laps so they're going 200 and a half miles on this track and looking right up at the top, you got Austin Centric up there. He's sitting at 10-2. I mean, what do you think about his chances this week? Well, so, okay. So, Cendric's going to be chalky um, for good reason. Starting on the pole, he's finished one and two in the first two races this year. Price is 10-2. He's going to be chalky. I'm just, I'm not feeling it. I, I think a lot of people are going to jam in two guys above 10K because there's some great value later on down the down the line. Um I think people are going to try to jam in two guys, and, and Cindric's going to be one of those two guys because he's on the lead. He's on the pole. Um, but I don't see him leading after stage one. I see him probably falling back to the five range, not getting back up there. Um, so he's going to be chalky, and I'm not going to fault you for playing him in cash games. But myself, personally, probably won't land on Cindric in cash and I'm going to ride or die on that. And if he beats me, he beats me at 10-2. If he doesn't, then I'm going to be ahead of the field, and we're going to hopefully hopefully get green. Um, with that said, though, the next three drivers, and Hemrick, Burton, and Jones, they're all top 10 drivers. 
Um, but I don't see any any one of these three guys really leading leading the race for long periods of time. I see all of them probably falling back a few spots. And at 9,100, 9,600, and 9,300, their prices are just too high for them losing spots. Um, they're more of deep GPP plays. If you're gonna, if I'm gonna rank those three, I think I rank them. Jones, Burton, Hemrick, and Jones and Burton are very close to each other. But um, yeah, I just I don't see really I don't really see myself playing anybody inside the top five, to be honest with you. Yeah, when you look at them, they they don't have a lot of experience here. They you know three races, five races, six races is the most that any of those three have run. So a uh, little bit of a newer track for them, but. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I have much interest in any of them outside of a GPP as well. Yeah, no, they're they're. I think. I mean, even not even a GPP. I think they're like if you're running MME, maybe get them in one or two lineups just in case one of them comes out and just leads, you know, a hundred plus laps and wins the race. But I don't see that happening at all. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, probably better set for MME. You're probably right. Um. So the next two, Burton and Moffitt, just in my opinion. Crossing both off, Jeb Burton, 8,100, too expensive. Brett Moffitt, 7,700, not in a good car. I don't care what anybody tells you. You're going to hear people probably tout him all week. He's top 18 car this week. He's going to fall. He might not even crack the top 20. Mark him off at 7,700. Um, Brandon Brown is iffy. I wish he was starting further back at 6,500. I could get behind that play in GPP. Um, I really wish he was like 20th but I don't mind him a GPP. And the first cash game play that I really like is Justin Haley at 8,500 starting eighth. He's going to stay between eight and five, fifth and eighth place the entire race. And he's got a shot at winning this race. Um, I really like him a lot. 8,900 just feels too cheap for him. Um, look for, look for Justin Haley to be under owned, but you know, he might score more than Austin centric at 10 too. Yeah, and he the last two races that he's run run here, he's finished an average finish of ninth. So I can definitely see him reaching that again here. Yeah, he's he's probably my favorite play in the top ten, um, pretty easily. Um, so moving on down, the next four drivers: so Clements, Snyder, Castles, iffy, but I don't think I want to go there at six k. And Weatherman, they're all fades. They all start too too high up, or in Snyder's case, I think he's just too expensive at 8,300. So you can cross those four guys off your list. I wouldn't even look at them in GPPs. Maybe a castle at an MME play, but the other three, just I, w- I would X them out of your player pool altogether. I just don't think they have enough upside to hit the, the value threshold that we're looking for. Um, yeah, when this when the pricing, when I saw that Weatherman was at 47, I was hoping he would be a little bit further down starting because he might have been – he might have been in play. I know he's your guy, and you know, so I was hoping he was a little bit further down, and, and we could put him in there. Yeah, it's just not the case. Forty-seven hundred. I mean, honestly, I, I think he could get negative points this week. So even yeah. at forty-seven hundred, I don't think he's in play. Yeah, no, no, not starting up that high. But that leads us into uh, a former Cup driver. Still does some Cup driving a little bit, but he's he's more in Xfinity this year. So we got Ty Dillon kind of taking a step down to the Xfinity series, and he. Comes in at 10-5, starting 13th. What are your thoughts on Ty? Yeah, Ty, I want to say, 
Let me pull something up. I want to say Ty Dillon's driving the um, Joe Gibbs car from last week that um, Gibbs won. That Gibbs won last weekend. Um, On the 50, he's in the 54. Yeah, I think that was the car. I think that was the truck last week. I can't remember mm-hmm. 100%. So he's going to have a good truck. Don't get me wrong. 10-5, good truck. He's a he's a cup driver. He's He's been there, done it. 10-5, though, starting 13th. So he does have a little bit of place differential. I think there's just I think there's better plays um, back 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 in the field than, than Ty Dillon. But don't get me wrong, I don't I don't mind him at all. Um, gets a first place finish, gets a few lead laps and some fast laps, and we could see sixty plus um, points out of him, which which is a very low score for this kind of track. But like I said, it's hard to predict um, fast laps and, and and lead laps. So I mean, sixty two points puts him at 5.9 return of value, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. You're kind of looking for um, around that 6 to 7K range when you get these guys. So I, I don't mind him, but he's just not somebody I'm, I'm jamming into my lineups. Yeah, and he's like he's got the experience, but you know, like you said, starting there at 13th, going to have a good car, but might be tough to, to get the value you're looking for. You know, so any any of those next few like Jesse, Josh Williams, anybody there that you're showing interest in? Maybe a a Joe Graff at 4600 starting 16th. Yeah, um, no to Jesse and no to Josh. Um, just too high starting and not good cars. Joe Graff Jr. Um, let's just I'm gonna get the elephant out of the room. If you if you listen to other pods, if you read other articles, you're gonna see people. Um, touting Joe Graff Jr., which is which is okay. I mean, he's had some good finishes here. He's in a decent car. Um, he has had his finishes. He finished 13th and 16th the last two years here, only two times he's ran. Um, 4,600, I think he's going to be pretty chalky because, like I said at the start of the show, people are going to try to jam in two 10K-plus drivers. And, I mean, he's chalky, which leads me to believe that I'm going to fade him just because I think he's starting a little too high at 16, but at 4,600, he's definitely in play. I mean, I see a top 20 finish out of him. Chalky 4,600. I have no, no issues going there at all. Yeah. So if he, if he leads no laps, if he finishes say 20th, what value does he return there? And is that what you're looking for? Or what, what finish would you be needing out of him? So if he finishes, so you're saying 20th. Yeah. Just as a base 20th. Yeah, so no, no lead. I mean, so when I when I give you these projections, like they're kind of they have really not really factored into a lot of lead laps or anything else. Like you know, Austin Cindric, I gave him an extra twenty points for lead laps and and fast laps, but I don't do mm-hmm. that for everybody. Um, so Joe Graf, let's see if I put him down the twentieth, that's going to be he's going to score around nineteen fantasy points, which is only four point one. You really need a top eighteen finish if. If you get a top 18 finish, that's five times value. I'm okay with five times value in cash. 4,600 if he finishes 18th. Um, okay. So, I, I mean, I, I don't mind him at all. Even, I mean, like I said, even if he gets a 19th place finish, that's 4.6 points, you know, value. So, definitely, he's definitely in playing cash games. I mean, he's someone you can't overlook, especially if you're trying to jam in Cendric and a couple of these other higher price guys. Yeah, yeah. Also, almost a means to an end. You know, kind of like a lot of other DFS sports, you play that punt play so that you can get those higher price guys in. So that exactly. may be what, what graph is for us on Saturday. 
So as yeah. we as we kind of keep going down the list, anybody in the next, you know, five, six, seven, eight plays you see that you really like that you would put into your cash lineup or you kind of off most of these next few guys here? Well, Michael Annette's a really good GPP play starting 18. He's had a couple top tens in here. Um, I don't mind going him in GPP, not so much in cash. I mean, if you land there in cash, I don't mind it, but it's not something I'm forcing in. Um, this is just a note to anybody listening. I don't care if Justin Allgaier is 99.9% owned. I will be the 0.01% owned that does not roster this guy here because he is terrible. Um, I like, I, I mean, I will, if he beats me, so be it, but I will not roster Justin Allgaier here starting 19th at 9,900. Just nope, no, sir. Um, Josh, is it Josh? Yeah, Josh Berry, he's, um, 7,800. He's got a lot of talent starting in 20th. I don't mind that. Um, you know, if he gets a top 10, he's over six times value there. So that's a good Good guy to, to target in cash games. He's got place differential and safety. Um, Santine, Santino, I'm not even going to try to say his last name. He's in the Sam Hunt car. Probably a top 20-ish car. Uh, I would say 7,300 starting 21st. Uh, pass for me there. Um, and then we get to the guys that I really like coming up. Yeah, right. The big boys right there in the middle, huh? Yeah, these these next three are three of my favorite plays. Ryan Sieg, AK, too cheap. He's got a top ten car. Yep. Very safe for cash games at twenty two. Noah Gragson will be the chalk of the slate. He will be seventy five, eighty percent owned. Eleven three. I have him scoring one hundred and seven points, which is nine point five return of value for him at wow. eleven thousand three hundred dollars. One hundred and seven points. He's Probably one of the best drivers at this course. Just literally in cash games, play him. GPPs play him. You might want to get a little, you know, if you're playing two or three lineups, fade him in a couple. But I don't recommend fade him a lot. And the next guy is AJ Allmendinger. He is. He had a really rough week last week. Got spun out, wrecked out um, at the end of stage one. So he's gonna. He, he's racing for a championship. He really is. So at 11K, mm-hmm. he's in a top four car every single week at every single track. He cannot be discounted at all. 11K, I have him returning close to six times value. Um, I, I like him as well. I like him a lot better than Austin Cendrick at 10-2, and I like Dinger a lot better at 11K starting 24. Yeah, just just find the extra 800. Go to go to AJ. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Cindric's gonna be chalky. Don't get I me. Mean, everybody knows Austin Cindric. They can look at his last two races. They see he's on the pole, and they're like, "Oh, this guy's gonna lead half the race." I don't see that happening. So, I, I think the builds for this race, especially, you have to forget your mentality of NASCAR for the last three years because with no practice and no qualifying, there's really good drivers starting 25 and back or 20 and back, and so it's it's just that the builds that we're used to doing at this track are probably not going to be optimal this week. Yeah. And going back and looking at even you mentioned Gregson, he's, you know, average finish. I know it's just two races I'm looking at here, but he finished fourth. He's led half of the race. So that's a slam dunk play. Just locking. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, the next two guys, Galding and Labe, you can you can kind of they're GPP only. I wouldn't even really look at Galding too much. 
Um, the next two, Tommy Joe Martins and Colby Howard, I think will be popular punt plays. Tommy Joe Martins is a misprice. Um, he had mechanical issues a lot of the races last year, but the race that he, the races he didn't have mechanical issues, he was a top 18 car. Um, they look like they might have gotten it figured out this year. He's got two 24th place finishes this year. Not great, but starting 27th, he knows he's been here before. He's got a top 20 here. He's got a top 18 car for sure. Love the price of 4,900. Um, the pivot off of Graf in the under 5K range is Colby Howard starting 28th. He's got two top 20 finishes in this track, 17th place two times. Hasn't had a good year. This is more of his kind of track. He is definitely in play. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like him more than Graf because Howard has a little bit more safety with place differential built in. And even if he goes backwards, he can't get as many negative points as Graf. So if Graf wrecks out early, finishes dead last, you're in trouble. If Howard wrecks out early, he's not going to have as many negative points as Graf. So I don't mind either one of those guys in cash games if you're going there. Yeah, and I think as we... As we kind of look through the rest, and they kind of just seem, you know, going from Herbst on down, maybe even to Tim, seem more like uh, GPP with the way they're looking. And you know, Timmy Hill, as we get to him, you know, he's got concern with sponsorship. What does what does that mean for him and anybody else on the list here that has that same issue? Well, between between the the rest of the cars, I really like Riley Herbst at eighty seven hundred. He's definitely a cash game play, top ten car. Um, 8,700 is just too cheap. Um, but going to the Timmy Hill and Chad Fincham, Chad Fincham's the other one. Both these guys don't have sponsors right now. If they have sponsors, sponsors, I like both of them as your mid 5k plays. If they don't have sponsors, they either could start and park or they could just ride around in the back and not risk tearing up their equipment. So we're going to have to keep an eye out on that. So far, I haven't seen anything about sponsorship, but, um, yeah, I don't. I don't really. I mean, I think the lowest or the highest starting position guy I'm gonna I'm gonna play this weekend is Stephen Parsons. Everybody else underneath him, I don't like it. I don't like him. Yeah, you have Tyler Reddick down there, 38th at eleven thousand seven hundred dollars, but he's not in a mm-hmm. good car. Not in a good car at all. Um, I don't like. I don't like our. Um, well, hang on. Uh, Brett Moffitt play at seventy seven hundred. I said earlier he was in a bad car. Well. Yeah. Teammate of Brett Moffat is, is Tyler Reddick this weekend, and I'm just not. I, I shoot, give me Noah Graxon for 11-3 instead of 11-7. Tyler Reddick. Um, I just don't see Reddick. Reddick being there at the end. This is not a good car. Uh, just kind of, you know, he'll probably be chalky because of his name. But to me, I'm mm-hmm. just not playing him. I'm just not playing him. Yeah, we'll we'll have the Reddick discussion here in a little. You know, he he ran well last year in the Cup. We'll about that here in just a little bit so uh anything else you see on here anything else to, to highlight or you're just going to give me a pick for who you think is going to win yeah i think that's it um you know i think one thing i'm going to point out before i get to my pick is i don't think you need to jam in two 10k guys unless you're probably going Gregson and almondinger if you jam those two in i'm okay with it if not look in that eight 7k range and do a more balanced lineup and maybe not punt but with that said, um, you know, everybody's pick is going to be Noah Grax in the win. But I think I'm going to go a little different. And I think I'm going to I'm going to lean A.J. Allmendinger. Um, he needs to pick up this win to get back into the points race. Um, only has one top five this year so far out of two races. Give me Dinger for the win. Yeah, you, you stole mine. That was the one I was going to go with. 
I'll pivot off that just to be different. I'll, I'll go Gregson, chalky pick this time, and uh, leave it at that. But if if it's not one of those two, who's your who's your sneaky pick here? Maybe not to kind of just sets you apart, you know, in a good spot and just you know accumulates the fantasy points. Kind of comes from out of nowhere. Give me on that part. I really like Stephen Parsons and Tommy Joe Martins. Um, 5,100 for Parsons and 5,900 for Martins. Um, if you put one or two of those guys in there, you're you're going to be looking at a pretty good lineup. You're right, right in my area. I was going to go. Oh, right shoot, close to. I left out. I left out somebody. I'm sorry. Uh-oh. <laughs> 3,900. He's the lock. $5,700. J.J. Yeely. He's got a top 15 car. He's going oh, to be totally, I missed him too. Yeah. Yeah. Carl, I totally, I totally missed him. Completely, completely missed. He's got a top 15 car. He's a very easy play. Lock in Yeely and, and Gragson and build around four other drivers. Yeah, I, just, I just took my highlighter and highlighted So make sure I don't forget about him because he's all the way down there. I just forgot. Yeah. Yeah. I completely forgot. I mean, I over just overlooked him when we were doing that because we got to get over to the Cup Series. So let's. Let's dive into the cup series. Yeah, so diving into the cup here real quick. Um, yeah, I did want to talk about this real quick. If you could just go over maybe a minute or two, some of the, the terms you're talking about, dominators, position differential, some of that and how that relates to fantasy points. Know yeah. About how, um, how, do you make, how do you make points? In- well, um, hang on one second. So, yeah, so, you know, Dominator is a guy who you think is going to dominate the race, lead laps, um, score. Because, like, on DraftKings, you get um, 0.25 points per laps led. You get 0.45 points for fastest laps. And you get a point plus or minus for place differential on top of your finishing finishing position. So when I say a Dominator, typically at most tracks, a Dominator is going to uh, – um, accumulate a lot of fast laps and a lot of lead laps. This track's a little different, so a dominator mainly is just going to collect um, lead laps, so he's going to get 0.25 per laps led. The fastest laps at a track like this is going to be spread out all throughout the, the, the field. Different guys are going to get it. Whoever has the fresher tires are going to get the fast laps, so it's very hard to predict fast laps in this one. Mm-hmm. Place differential, you know, that's just slow. You start 14th, you end up in second, you gain 12 spots, so you're going to get plus 12 points. Pretty simple there. So that that's what I'm talking about in dominators or place differential. That's what I mean there. So as we look at the as we look at the cup race, we're going 400 miles on Sunday. This is it's going to be a fun race. 267 laps. Starting off the poll with the guy who really seems to like it here, uh, Mr. Denny Hamlin. Starting from the poll, 9,600. How do you feel about Denny this week? Uh, I mean, his price is too low, but that's just because we've got so many better plays in the back of the field again. Um, And I also think it's a little telling that – DraftKings has him priced so low. Um, we've seen recently that starting guys starting on the pole haven't done as great as they can. So I think I'm going to be underweight on Denny and Joey this week. Um, both of their prices are pretty low, which are going to lead people to them. But I don't know. I just I feel. I mean, I feel. I mean, I I have Denny leading a lot of laps and scoring almost eight times value of return, but. 
that's just projections and trying to be a little um try not to be um what's the word um biased towards guys but i think <laughs> i think he's in a good spot if you want to land there but i don't think he's somewhere i'm gonna go yeah he led 137 laps last year this race started from finished from so I think I think he's got that opportunity, but you know he's got some guys behind him that could move out right away and take that lead. You know you mentioned Logano, Bell, and then even Hark right there. You like any of those guys? Yeah, honestly, I think this is another one of those races to where like I just I like the place differential because the fast laps are going to come throughout. Um, I don't really see any. I mean, I see maybe Denny Hamlin. Um, leading stage one. I don't know who's going to lead stage two. Um, you know, Kevin Harvick's got some good finishes here, but it's hard to um, put put stock into recent races here because typically when you go to Homestead, it's for the championship, and a lot of these drivers are out. So, I mean, you're going to see a bunch of good finishes for Kevin Harvick, but he's racing for a championship every year. So yeah. you kind of got to throw those out the door, um, you know, because now they're going to have a full field of guys trying to get points and everything else. So I think, I mean, I think the, the closest to the starting of the front that I like, probably Truex or even Custer or Elliott. Yeah, Truex kind of, they, the talk on Truex is always the mile and a half machine that he is. He's definitely, especially starting ninth, I think is in a good spot. He, he may be somebody that I pencil. Yeah, he's in a, he's in a great spot. Um starting ninth he's got eight spots to gain for place differential he's going to lead some laps he's going to do all kinds of things um I, I don't mind i don't mind him at all i think that's the closest to the front for my cash games that i would start at is is true x but i wouldn't go any higher than him yeah i think i I'm, i would definitely agree with that i don't see anybody above him that i really would trust in my cash line at all you know you come down after true x Anybody in that next group? I mean, you got Chase Elliott there. You got Chris Busher there. Decent price on him starting P12. Any of those guys you really like for cash? Are you looking at GPP for them? <clears throat> I, I like I like Chase Elliott. He's he's going to be a top two or three scorer most likely at his price at 11K starting 11th. He can get 10 spots. He's he's a great <clears throat> great um, great play. 400 cheaper than Truex. A little bit safer. Busher starting a little too high, not in the best of cars. Kind of glad he's starting this high, so we don't have to fall into the Chris Busher chalk this week. <laughs> so, you know, even at sixty three hundred, I still think he loses probably three to five spots and doesn't hit value. Yeah, Chris Chris Busher chalk never really ends very pleasantly at the end of the race. No. No, like like last week, Chris Boucher chalk did not work out. <laughs> no, it did not. It did not. So let me before we move on. Do you think there's a case for trying to make an Elliott and Truex in the same lineup? Do we have enough value as we go on? Maybe we'll explore that as we go. On. What do you think about that as you're starting? Is it just too much salary that you're eating? <clears throat> I think it's too much, but I haven't really played around with builds yet. Um, I'll play around builds. Tonight, tomorrow, and before I post the article, um, Saturday afternoon slash evening. But I, I think it's too much to get both of them. But you know, we'll we'll revisit that come tomorrow. Yeah, and then you you come down to a play that I really like. I know um, I'm definitely high on Ryan Blaney starting ten four. 
a good spot for him, and he's got a chance to get up front laps as well. I think I think he's got a strong case here to be in our lineups as well. Yeah, yeah, Blaney is a pretty good um, intermediate course track. 10-4, you know, even cheaper than Chase. Um, I mean, I still think Chase is going to score higher. Um, Blaney just needs, he needs to get up front and lead some laps. I don't know if he can do it, but he's mm-hmm. a good place differential starting 14th. I, I do like him. I see a top five out of him. So he is definitely in play as well. Yeah, I like that. I like that price. I like where he's starting. So your next, next, next in line, your favorite, Recky Stenhouse, uh, 6,700. I'm pretty sure he's a fade um, for me. How about for you? Yeah, starting 15th, too high. Even at 6,700, I mean, you can you can go ahead and just X him out. Yeah, we move on to to a guy you know I like, Eric Amaro. In a pretty good spot, just a safe drive. All around, I don't know that he gets up anything. Just stays yeah. kind of where he's at. Yeah, I mean, he, he's probably got a top eight car this week, um, you know, which would put him in the top ten of fantasy scoring. But um, he, he's just a safe driver. He's not going to overdo it. 7900 is actually a pretty good price for him. Um, I don't mind him at all. He he didn't have a good good day at, at Daytona, finished 17th last week. So he's he's definitely in play at 7900 um, The next guy is pretty interesting as well, um, Kyle Larson. 10-7, mm-hmm. he's, he's one of those guys that drives the high line here, um, stays against the wall, which is where the fast laps are going to go between him and Tyler Reddick, which I think they kind of hurt each other in fast laps. But Kyle Larson, the question of the weekend is, is what are you going to do with him? Um, I mean, he's, he's typically pretty good, but do you trust him? It's just 17, 10-7. It's kind of difficult to to get a read on what are you going to do with him. I mean, I got him returning almost six times value, which is pretty good for 10-7. You know, it's second highest out of the 10K plus drivers. So, I mean, he's definitely in play for cash games. Yeah, I've seen a lot of talk out there about Larson this week. A lot of uh, a lot of people thinking that he may be the one that takes this race this weekend. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's definitely in, in play this weekend. Um, moving on, going to try to get through these next sets of drivers. I think we spent a little too much time on Xfinity, but I think more people don't know about Xfinity, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, because, you know, everybody knows NASCAR. Everybody knows these guys. There's going to be plenty of articles and podcasts and people talking about the Cup Series, but not many people talking about Xfinity. So, anyway. Um, Eric Jones, Bubba Wallace, two good value plays, both starting pretty good. I don't mind going to either one of them. Eric Jones is really effing cheap at 6,900. Do not mind going there at all, Um, or even to um, Bubba Wallace in the 23. He's he's a good car. You can move past Haley. Suarez is looking like the punt of the week um, at 5,700, starting 21st. Yep. Looking like first name, can, first name I saw. Yeah, yeah, he's he's he sticks out like a sore thumb. I mean, he's got to go up a few, few spots, but I think he's going to be okay. Um, Newman, I'm never a big fan of playing Ryan Newman. He's a good driver, just not a good fantasy driver. Um, Kyle Busch will probably be chalky starting 24th. 
Um, if he gets to the front, yeah. he'll lead laps. He bit me in the butt last week, almost came back, and he bit <laughs> me in the butt again. So he's looking like a good play. Probably will be chalky for cash games. But Joy, nah. Ware, nah. Alfredo Smithley, Davidson, eh, not really. Chase Briscoe, on the other hand, I don't mind Chase Briscoe. Um, see a top 15 finish out of him, which will put him in the top six of fantasy scoring most likely. So he is definitely somebody in play at 7,200. See, I think after talking this through, I don't think you can go two 10K plus drivers this week. I think you're going to have one, and it's going to come down to Truex, Elliott, or, or Bush. Yep. Those are the three that people are going to look at. Completely um, agree. And your pivot, you your pivot there's Blaney. Yeah, your pivot's Blaney or um, Larson for GPP. Um, where were we? Byron. Byron's in play at 9,100 mm-hmm. starting this far back. He could be, if he gets a top eight finish, he'll be a top four score in fantasy points with, you know, just place differential alone. Ross Chastain, meh. I mean, he's okay, but I hate Ross Chastain with a passion. Even though I've never met the man, I just don't like him due to he's cost <laughs> me a lot of DFS money. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, he's frustrating. I'll go ahead and I'll knock out Timmy Hill, BJ McLeod, Josh Balicki, and Quinn Huff, just X them out. Don't worry no about thanks. them. They're not no going to they're not gonna return value. At no. most, they're going to bring you three times return on value. Just not worth it here. So that leaves yeah. Matt D. That leaves Tyler Reddick as the last two drivers. Well, Tyler Reddick's going to be chalky as shit, and I really wish he wasn't. Starting 35th, <laughs> I mean, he's going to ride the high line. He's going to get spots. He was great here last year's. Top four, top five finish. Great in yep. the Xfinity Series every year he runs here. As much as I hate and I did not want to play him this week, I was hoping to goodness he was going to be like 22nd and be around like 9K. And I would mm-hmm. have faded the crap out of him, let everybody else play him and everything else. He got lucky here last year. People don't realize that. He cut a tire. I think it was at the end of Stage 2. Right mm-hmm. before Stage 2 ends, he cuts the tire and, stay, and goes into the pits, but stays on the lead lap because the stage break happened. If that hadn't happened, he would have been two laps down, would have been out of the race. He wouldn't have finished fourth. So he, he's a very aggressive driver. He's going to push his car to the limit. But at 8,500 starting 35th, he's going to be super chalky. So it's a risk fading him. But if you're going to fade one of the chalky drivers, I'm okay with fading Tyler Reddick. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm the, um, the same. You almost have to eat that chalk in cash games. Um, but – you know, and, and watching that race from last year, he rode that high line so much. And I, I thought two or three different times he was going to eat, and, and he didn't. But he was super aggressive at this track last year. I think we see that trend continue, especially since he races Infinity. So I think he's yeah, going to have that thing, experience. Yeah, no, I agree. And the thing is, too, though, like the Xfinity, they got a tougher car, so he can hit the mm-hmm. wall in the Xfinity. If he hits the wall in the cup car, could tear that car up and he could be done quickly and he's going to run near he's going to run on the wall on the entire race yeah yeah I, I think you just follow the field you eat the chalk and cash on um as much as like you said i don't like it either <laughs> i don't want riddick chalk but uh you know i guess it you know you can see what a top 12 finish for this guy and look at who's going to return at 12 yeah no i i agree i agree um so, I mean, yeah. the, um, now the question becomes: Do you play? Do you play him and MDB, Matt Domenodetto, in the same lineup, 
or do you think you're going to have to drop down so you get some of these the bigger boys in? Um, I, that's a great question. I mean, because I got Matt D gaining probably 15, 17 spots, you know, top 15 finish, maybe a little bit more than that, maybe closer to 20 spots. Um, yeah. Which would put him very high. I mean, almost six times value. I mean, what's D? He's 88, Reddick's 85. Mm-hmm. I'm just going over a quick build real quick on air. So you got those two. You're going to play probably Suarez, 5,700. You're going to probably play Byron, 9,100. So that's going to leave you 8,900 for two spots. Let's say you go Kyle Bush. You got 6,100, which is going to put you no man's land. So you don't want to go there. So Truex is going to put you at 65, get you to Newman, man. Elliot at 11, put you at 69, which is Eric Jones, which is okay. I don't mind that. Um, Larson at 10-7 puts you at Chase Briscoe. So then you got Matt D, Reddick, Suarez, Byron, Larson, and Briscoe. Yeah, I just had that one. That's the exact lineup I just had. Not not too bad of a lineup. Um, See, what if you drop all the way down here to Hamlin, though? Then you can come all the way up here and you can get an Alex Bowman, an Amarola, Austin Dillon, um, Briscoe still. You can even go up to Kurt Busch, who's pretty good. At these kind of tracks, um, then you would just need Bush to lead some laps, but I think he can do it. Yeah, I think uh, I think you got a good start. I mean, would you? I mean, if you had to say the two drivers you start cash, are you starting De Benedetto and Reddick, or are you seeing somebody even like Byron or Suarez maybe better than the two? <clears throat> I, I got to dig into Matt D a little bit more. That price is real high. He's not not been having the best finishes. I mean, two just horrible races for him. So I mean, he can only go up. I don't know. Yeah, I'm he, has worked, he has more, worked out. You know? Yeah, um, I, I I do know. I mean, just go ahead and play the chalk of Matt D. Or not Matt D. Tyler Reddick and 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 probably Suarez. Yeah, I, I'm not disagreeing with that. I think. There's a lot of ways to go, so hopefully that uh, that keeps those trains away. We're not, you know, splitting with a bunch of people. That you got a couple ways to go with your cash builds here this weekend. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a little bit different, but um, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, you know, it's it's going to be a fun race. I mean, if you've never watched NASCAR before, then then this is this is a good race. I mean, it's it's going to be a lot of green flags. I think it's going to end up on a green flag run. Um, some green flag pit stops, which are always fun and, and nerve wracking. So, um, yeah, we should be good. Yeah, the high, the highs and lows that is NASCAR DFS. You're out of it, you know, one minute, or you're winning. Takes you out of it, puts you up at the top. So it's it's a fun sweat for NASCAR. That's what I've really enjoyed about it. You know, it's what really drew me into it. So I definitely enjoy it. So it's a fun time breaking this down. I really uh, I enjoyed. It. I appreciate you. Let me come on and do this with you. Hopefully, uh, it's a regular thing here. Well, before you head out, I, I'm I'm gonna put you on the spot. Who do you think's gonna win this race Sunday? Oh, I knew that was coming. So, um, honestly, I think I'm gonna go with uh, Martin Truex. I think I'm gonna stick with the tried and true guy. He, so I think I'm gonna ride him and and see him in victory lane at the end of this. How about you? I'm gonna go out on a limb here. 
Um, I like what I've seen out of this driver the past couple of years, showing some good, um, some good, some good races under his belt. Um, I'm actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Probably no one's gonna pick this guy. Um, Ninety-one hundred William Byron. I think William Byron's gonna come up from thirty-one. He's gonna, he's gonna get on a pitch strategy that's gonna work for him, and he's gonna, he's gonna take the, the checkered flag for his. For the victory at Homestead. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Byron's always good with a different strategy. So I like that call a lot. So if you one more, so since you threw me a curve, how do we, uh, who do you see as the, the sneaky play of this slate? Maybe a guy that's going to sneak in, not necessarily, like I said, with Xpin, not necessarily going to win it, but that one guy that may just, you know, you didn't expect him to do real well is going to, at the end of the day, going to be maybe top five in fantasy points. Well, he hasn't shown me anything in the Cup series, but I like him. I liked him in the Xfinity series. I mean, I, I mean, he may if he finishes where I where I'm about to say he's going to finish, then he's going to be top five fantasy finisher. But I, I think I'm going to go out on a limb too and go my boy uh, Chase Briscoe with a top five finish, which will put him in a top five fantasy day. But I think he's yeah, going to get yeah. a top five here, first time of the year. Um, he hasn't had two great starts. Hasn't had two best starts of the year. Um, Give me Chase Briscoe with a top five finish and a top five fantasy finish. I like that. I like that. Well, I'll, I'll since I asked the question, I'll, I'll put somebody in here as well. This is a, this is a driver that I really hardly ever roster, hardly have a lot of interest in, and for some reason he's just he's sticking out like a sore thumb to me. I'm not sure why. Uh, looking at some of his history here, he does pretty well here, and this one may come as a curveball to you as well. So to shock you, I think I got. Austin Dillon in the top three this week. Austin Dillon, that's that's ballsy. I like it. Starting twenty second, seventy seven hundred. I mean, he's got some good finishes here. Um, I mean, I could see it. I could definitely see it. He's just gotta gotta get on that pit strategy and see what he can do with it. Yeah, he's averages about about twelve overall. I think he's 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 taking a step up, and just I like what I see out of him so far. Um, he's racing well and. I don't know. It just stuck out, so that I'm going to stick with it. Austin Dillon. Well, I like it, man. I like it a lot. So, um, with that said, good luck, everybody. Look for the Xfinity and the um, Cup Series articles to drop. I'm hopefully to get the Xfinity out tonight before I go to bed, and then NASCAR or the Cup Series will probably be out sometime tomorrow, but um, probably be later in the day as it's going to be 80 degrees where i live and we're going to head to the beach and catch some sun in the middle of feb in the in the last couple of days of february um while everybody else is cold i'll be sipping a margarita on the beach so with that said um, good luck everybody make sure you follow us on twitter uh, join us on our slack or our discord chat it used to be slack if you have any questions i'm around pretty much 24 7 um so hit me up in, in discord and we'll we'll talk to you guys next week all right guys good luck